Today we are going to learn, how do radio stations know how many listeners they have. In the first days of the radio, people would volunteer to fill out questions, about what they have been listening during the day, to provide radio stations data about their listeners. This kind of journals were incredibly inaccurate, because it happens that some people listened, a particular show at the shopping mall or at the dentist, once per week or once per month, and provided answers as a regular listener for that show. Along with journals, there was also phone surveys, where specialized companies would call people, and asking them what they have been listening to. Hey, it's Brian, and while not an assurance, if you do not leave a message, there is absolutely no chance that I'll call you back. Hi, I'm calling from Nielsen. If you haven't already mailed your diaries back, please drop them in the mail today. And remember, if we receive your completed diaries within three weeks of the end of your survey, we'll mail a bonus check to your household valued at $10 for each person who returned a diary. Thank you again for your help in this important survey. End of message. Delete. Press 7. Deleted. What the hell is that? Stone on air coming up. Completely unsanctioned by the church. Stone on air. Whatever, let's just do this. Stone on air. That's exactly what I wanted to hear. Give human beings opportunity and you'll be absolutely shocked with what people do with it. Stone on air coming up. Stone on air. All right, all right, all right, all right. Hello, everybody. It is July 14th. Or at least that's the earliest that you'll be able to hear this finely recorded and produced podcast. Kind of set up like a radio show, but not a radio show at all. My name is Brian. You likely already know that if you found it for the first time at Stone on Air on all social media, stoneonair.com. More on that domain name coming up here amongst many, many other things. All right, well, I've shifted gears quickly on the fly, as I often do, uh, because of the, just the nature of I like to do things that pop into my head at that moment. I don't do, I try to plan the shows out, but then sometimes something just changes the direction. Nothing's really drastically changed here. Um, I'll get to a couple of those things here in a minute. Uh, so on the front end there, that's, uh, I was just looking for anything that talked about Arbitron or Nielsen ratings for uh, specifically, uh, radio because tv is kind of a different world especially with how digital it is now and how it's streaming uh is all factored into all that and i don't care anything about tv ratings or how they come up with them but i've always been very 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 critical of the way radio um traditional radio ratings are are measured and it's a complete farce it's totally fraudulent it isn't even kind of an accurate portrayal or or measurement i should say of who is or isn't listening and the radio industry especially the salespeople, have been just duping people for a hundred plus years to buy advertising with something that they cannot prove to you how many or who or what uh, demographics are actually listening to this um, and so I, I got a Nielsen diary book after I did a survey earlier in this year, and they pay you to do this. Not a lot, but, I mean, $10 per book, per diary, as they call it, uh, about $5 total, and it's just some of the correspondence from before. It's, it's all in all, I'm going to get about 30 bucks 
at a, at a Nielsen. And that's $30 that I didn't already have. And also, I think it's fun to screw with them. And the fact that I'm even talking about it now, they, they, these people are so smug. They take themselves so seriously. It's It's got all this wording of uh, until a year out of the the book that I that I fill out, I'm not allowed, or I don't know how they worded it, to even talk about this like on social media. Like what I'm doing right now, I guess would disqualify me from the thirty bucks. Um, chances are, nobody from Nielsen is listening to the most listened to podcast in the city of Chattanooga. I'm just gonna go ahead and go out on a limb and think that that's probably not gonna happen. It's so pathetic, and uh, I I filled out radio stations. For um, I did it all in like 30 minutes uh, for my friends that are still in the industry here, uh, people at uh, Hits, people at um, uh, uh, Sunny 92, ESPN Radio, companies and people that I still, I, I, the, the bridges aren't burned and that, you know, conceivably I could work at again. I just gave them all my listening. I put down every night that I listen to Atlanta Braves baseball on ESPN Radio 95.3 here in Chattanooga. Every night, three and a half hours, Braves baseball. Now, that's not entirely, I mean, it's a total lie. I'm watching Braves baseball every night. So if my TV went out, I I guess I would go listen to it on the radio. So it's such a farce. I filled out two and did them completely different. I don't know if the same handwriting is going to make a, some kind of a red flag go. I don't know. But um, I'll, I'll come back to that here in a minute on, um, on in, in the second segment that is going to be a similar kind of farce and fraudulent survey that Weston Womp has now had uh, conducted about the development downtown. I'll spend the second segment uh, of the show on that. In the final segment of the show, two weeks in a row, going politics. So I, as I said, my new uh, approach is that if I do politics in any way, I will do it in the final segment of the show. So therefore, you know you can bail if you're not interested in going down that road. But I have a feeling most of you won't bail. I'm going in a direction that most of my liberal friends would be pretty pissed off at me about. And because I'm not one of them anymore. I'm not. I'm on my own little island. There's a lot of people that are, that can can, uh, can hang out on this island and get along pretty well. I mean, it's not like I'm some kind of overly unique, you know, ideological mind these days. A lot of people are getting to this point. Uh, but it's about Biden and what he should do going for the next two, hour, uh, two, two years, I should say. Final segment of the show. Uh, three pieces of audio. The weirdest thing. The realest thing. And the worst idea I'll get to here in uh, less than 10 minutes from now, probably about six, seven, eight minutes from right now. Oh, also Rhonda Thurman. I'm going to throw her in the mix. Local school board hack who's been just spewing uh, mouth diarrhea for 25 years. Had a little fun with her and her types. Um, I'll I'll combine that in with the uh, second segment. That's been like three weeks in a row of, of Stadium development, Womp, Coppinger, and Kelly and all this. But the story is still front page stuff, and the, the t- clock is ticking. I mean, look at that. I mean, blink your eyes, and we're halfway through July. Um, Coppinger's day in office, days in office, are numbered to a month and a half. If this is going to happen, it has to happen soon. So um, that's why it's still topical to continue talking about. And Weston won't just get out. He won't just shut up about it. So. So a couple of things real quick. This might take longer than I planned because I, w- I wanted to do a whole segment on this already. Um, I was planning on going on about, I watched the movie 42, you know, the baseball movie shot here in town. I watched it over the weekend. I'm not going to say I hated it. 
but I didn't like it at all. And I was going to go into depth and, you know, my same typical self on why. And uh, I'm not going to do that now. What I'm going to do here, and it might take, like I said, might take up the next seven minutes or so, is something I'm going to do a whole segment on about the impact on me and the the, the peripheral nature of it to me, of, of others, without any specifics other than just my specifics, about get, making money, spending money, saving money, and how to uh, how my approach to spending my money has changed drastically recently. And it's not a hell of a lot different than it normally is, because I've always been pretty good with, with my money. I, I mean, well, in my later adult years, I don't make a lot of money. And I think most people would be pretty, I don't know if shock's the right word, but I think, I think people would be surprised how little amount of money I have, but I have very little overhead and I don't spend a lot of money and I don't have kids and, you know, I don't do life like everybody else does or the majority of people do. And I don't have nice things. You know, I've never bought nice appliances, uh, not many anyway, just a few. I don't, I have plates that have been for 30 years old. I have silverware that I've had for from my mom's house, you know, when I was a child, probably some of it. I mean, all my Tupperware recycles, so that, that kind of thing. So I don't make a lot of money, but I don't spend a lot of money either. But this crunch is killing me. And so just like everybody else. And so I looked at the Prime Day thing, which, first of all, I already knew was a complete had to be a complete scam. I've never, you know, got sucked into this thing every is it days? I mean, it's two days this year. Is it always two days? I don't even know. And I started looking around and I thought, well, I need to start stocking up on things that, you know, non-perishables that I really want slash need. And I use my Amex points on my Amazon purchases. And I use my Amex pretty regularly for most of my bills. That gathers, gathers me up some points and then I can get some money off many, many different things. But for me, it's most beneficial to use it on Amazon or so I thought until today. And it's still a good place to use it if I'm still going to purchase from there. But I don't think I'm going to. Amazon Prime Day and Prime all the way around might be an absolute fraud. I mean, yeah, you're still buying what you're buying. And it's a, the convenience and the simplicity is clearly, it's there. And people value that. And so that might affect what they think an item is actually worth. I started going through my list. I started going to the Prime deals, started picking out things that I, I needed, garbage bags, deodorant, toothbrushes, things like that, paper products. And I start getting my um, cart going. It's about $100. No big deal. That's fine. That's that's totally cool. I'd, I'd even maybe go up to 150 because my Amex points are going to take off at least 20%, 15% of the overall bill. And uh, I'm supposedly getting these monster savings everywhere from 20 to 45% on all these items. And after I started looking more and more, I got to thinking, I don't know how much all this stuff is normally costing me because I just don't remember. A lot of these are items that I purchase once a year sometimes. I don't remember how much a 50-ounce uh, bottle of mouthwash cost. And I buy store brand everything, almost everything. And I'm starting to look at the price. I'm like, those don't really seem like they're that good a deal. Also, don't forget, we pay, you know, I'm assuming everybody listening to this, it seems like everybody does Amazon Prime. It's like $130 a year. So if you're not getting regular free, quote unquote, free shipping, what am I giving Amazon $120 or $30 a year? I don't listen to any of the music. I don't even know if it comes with it. I don't watch any TV or any movies on Amazon. I don't have any, any desire 
too. Oh, but Brian, they're going to have football. I don't care. I don't watch football unless it's Sunday night to wind down the weekend or the Titans. I don't sit around and watch NFL football all Sunday and Monday. I don't care if Amazon's got the game of the week. Doesn't mean anything to me. What am I paying for? And I so I pulled up Walmart. Never use their service. It's designed just like Amazon. And I started comparing prices, garbage bags, mouthwash, all the things I just said. And I'm looking, and it's a one to two to sometimes upwards of three dollar difference cheaper. All of them are cheaper. I didn't find anything cheaper on Amazon. And this is on Amazon Prime Day deals. So they, this is the it's a classic bait and switch, or not really bait and switch. It's a classic markup of the price and slash it down. Now it was nine. Now it's eight. Now it's six. We're going crazy over here. So they're putting $9.99 on items that, are, that start off at seven normally. It, and, and everybody or so many people, millions of people are falling for it. And so I just would say, look closely if you're using Amazon a lot. Now, I, I get it. There's a lot of items. I wear the same um, Skechers shoes. You know, like if I'm going to get a pair of Skechers shoes, I'm going to wear the same size. They're cut the same. If I like the price, I don't have to go to the mall and buy them. That's cool. That's, that's a different user experience. But if you're buying more everyday things... I would stop and take a look, and what I'm going to do, likely, because I, I literally was thinking, oh, damn, Prime Day ends you know, tonight at midnight, and I got to get my, my cart cleared out and paid for before I start the show, because it's going to be buttoned up close to midnight, and I don't want to have to cram all that in, and as I started, it, I, that's where this whole little thing came from, this whole little mini rant has come from, and I, I'm going to, likely tomorrow, I'm going to cancel Amazon Prime. And I'm going to go, well, first, I guess what I'll do is I'll attempt to use uh, Walmarts. And I don't want, I don't need it shipped to me. I don't need people delivering packages to my house. I don't want anybody on the property anyway. It ain't nothing for me to run down the road in Fort Oglethorpe and pick up stuff at Walmart. And so that's the biggest thing about Walmart is it sucks so bad to go in there. I mean, it is such a dreadful place to go. It's always a bad idea. But if I can place the order, get Georgia taxes, and maybe he'll maybe I can use my Amex points there too. Who knows? I don't know that, but that doesn't matter either or. And then I could just pull up and then get it brought out to me, or just get to go in and pick it up and walk out the door with it and not have to actually shop. Well, that's that's value for me. That's bang for buck, especially when Amazon is essentially ripping us off. I'm telling you, take a look at it. This is I put a all day looking into a lot of this stuff uh, earlier on on Amazon, and then all the last hour or two looking through Walmart. It's not even close. It's not even like, oh well, it's only a buck more. I'd rather have it. No, <laughs> no. I, I didn't look at other bigger ticket items and, and all that. So I, it depends on why you use it, but just keep that in mind. All uh, right, I did have two or three other things, but I'll I'll throw those out because none of them matter let's jump to the uh, audio i have these first two are kind of um you know they're political based but they're not you know they're not hard opinions or anything this is today's weirdest thing this is just some dude on tiktok who does political updates and stuff uh he is verified on twitter so he's somebody but i don't remember his name in a world where precedents don't matter and unprecedented seems to happen just about all the time the next two years could be particularly weird for the, uh, the, the, the primaries and general election for the president of the United States. We could have the incumbent president, Joe Biden, not run for re-election, the sitting vice president, Kamala Harris, 
trying for the nomination and losing it potentially. She's very unpopular right now. That's just a fact. It's not my opinion. I Kamala Harris is perfectly fine person. She's just not very popular right now. So you could have Biden say, I'm not running for reelection. Harris saying I am running and Democratic voters might choose someone else. So the sitting VP might lose the Democratic nomination on the Republican side. You could have a former president, one term president, Donald Trump, who lost, was removed from office, trying to become the nominee. That alone would be unique and he may also lose. It's not obvious that Donald Trump would win. He probably would win based on current polling. But Ron DeSantis is surging every two weeks, every week or two. Ron DeSantis is doing better and better in 2024 betting markets. More on that at the uh, final segment of the show. This is today's realest thing. Andrew Yang's a personal TikTok. you know, the the universal or what is it called? Thousand dollars a month. Everybody guy ran for president. Um, and there's this thing where they say, tell them it's something's a scam. It's just one of these trends on TikTok. And he answered to one of them. Um, and this is today's realist thing, if I can find it. There it is. What's a scam that's become so normalized that we don't even realize it's a scam anymore? The way it's nearly impossible to defeat an incumbent. Incumbents have a 94% plus re-election rate at a Congress. Meanwhile, the approval rate for Congress nationwide is only 20%. So you ask, why is this? It's because 90% of the districts have been carved up so that they're completely uncompetitive in the general election. They're going to be either Democrat or Republican. They've really set us all up so that we have a pretend democracy. We're mad at the other side while most of us don't have a meaningful choice. And that's why we need a third party and open primaries and ranked choice voting to shake things up. That is the realest thing. Doesn't matter what you think about him. He ain't wrong. And this is today's worst idea Early birds are the worst, man. Y'all that get up early and think it's some kind of, you know, super important thing in life. Uh, not all of y'all. Sorry, I'm not trying to lump y'all together. But it's just, it's just the worst. This is today's worst idea. Morning, sleepyhead. I made some coffee. It might be cold, though. I made it like four hours ago. I had a good morning. Went for a run. Wrote a novel. Ugh, I wish I could sleep in like you. I would just feel like such a massive fucking piece of shit <laughs> if I woke up that late, you know? But, oh, I'm so jealous. Did you say you woke up at 8 a.m.? <laughs> no, I, that's just, like, literally, like, the afternoon for me, basically. So jealous that you slept in. What did I do? I just read every piece of news ever. When you sleep in like that, you don't feel like a waste of fucking air. Wow, that's amazing. I totally would. Oh, that's so funny. Oh, that's uh, I'm the guy. I'm the other guy on the other end. I woke up at 830 this morning for no particular reason. And I just got up and I looked around. And I'm like, what the hell am I doing awake? What am I supposed to do? What am I watch TV, sit down and watch television, go for a drive, burn gasoline for no reason? Um you know, if I don't have a specific reason, a very, 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 very deliberate and specific reason, ain't a chance I'm out of bed before mid-morning at the latest. And on the weekend, well, it depends on the weekends. But, uh, yeah, the early risers are some, and the, <laughs> the ones that make you feel like an asshole for it are the worst. All right, a couple of things in this next segment. More on Weston Womp, this survey, and the response to it. And uh, Rhonda Thurman, speaking of the worst... Get to both of those coming up next. Stone on Air will be right back. He's cool. Stoneonair.com.
The proposed new Lookouts Baseball Stadium was the main topic of discussion at tonight's Chattanooga City Council meeting. This is not about the Lookouts. This is about everything that that stadium can unlock for our entire community. Over 140 acres of development um, around the stadium is what's at stake here. Current County Mayor Jim Coppinger released a statement that echoes what Tong Napanua says about how the stadium will be paid for and also says the results of the misleading poll push should not be seen as anything other than a desperate attempt to discredit numerous public meetings and years of hard work that have gone into building something great for the residents of Hamilton County. We really want to give people accurate information on both sides of the issue and let them make up their minds. That's obviously not what's happened here. Uh, there was a tilted amount of information uh, towards some folks who want to frankly not see the project come through and I think that that is uh, uh, evident in the result that was achieved. Council members were still unsure about the longevity of the stadium and if it will be utilized for the next 30 years. City Council is set to vote on the project in August but council members say they don't feel comfortable voting until they learn more about the project. All right I'll tell you why I'm playing Rage Against the Machine more in a minute. So that's a local three and uh, so the first voice you heard was Joda Thong Nak Nua. Not Tong Nak Nua. Now, I know that one's tough, so I'm not going to give the kid on Local 3, you know, entry-level pay guy trouble for getting that one wrong. But uh, it's not Koppinger. It's Koppinger. That one's pretty easy. Uh, so anyway, clear that up real quick. I will give it to Local 3. They put a lot of their stuff on YouTube, so anytime I need Local rejoins like that local three is usually where i'm going not because i enjoy their newscast even though i i'm sure it's fine uh, i do like cindy sexton just because i watched her when i was a child but and greg glover is uh in his name I think anyway he does this frank sinatra parts for sweet georgia brown the swing brass band that plays all around the south but or at least town at the chatting market so i like him a lot i think it is greg glover pretty sure uh, so I was talking to, uh, or through Twitter, uh, the friends, uh, just random stuff, and we're talking airlines and flights getting canceled, and um, and and flights getting delayed at a, at a just a very frustratingly large pace. Um, I was like, great. Well, I'm heading to New York City for a very, very tight, deliberate, you know, no wiggle room scheduled weekend. Uh, leaving early Friday, coming back. Monday can't waste a minute. I mean this this is this is my trip to New York City. I will not go back. I will go somewhere else I've never been before I ever go back to New York City. I'm kind of in the mode and now wherever I go, wherever I travel, that's going to be it. That's the time. And so then someone's like, "Hey, so you going to see Rage Against Machine?" I'm like, "I don't know. No. I mean, no. I guess they're in New York. I look, they're doing a five-night run at Madison Madison Square Garden. Uh for my friend I'm going to stay with Brad Steiner radio guy. Somehow just always has just luxury and royalty in the radio world and that works for me because he when it works for him he'll hook me up and so he works for, for the radio station that would be you know at this show so we can get tickets we he can get tickets maybe even preferred access tickets i've never been to madison square garden clearly because i've never been to new york so if i if i don't go to this show i'm never going to go to madison square garden and um that's on monday night so i'm trying i don't even know i i Surely I can change my flight. I don't care if it costs some money. I'll pay it. My flight to Tuesday, and then we'll go to the Braves-Mets on Sunday, and then Rage Against the Machine on Monday. That would be phenomenal. 
because I've never seen Rage, and I don't really want to see him that bad. But in this setting, boy, I really would like to. That would be great. In New York City, at the Garden. Um, I think that's going to happen. I really do. So uh, that's why I played some Rage there. All right, let's see. City County voters strongly oppose the stadium and says the, and they say the project should be put on hold. So I don't really understand. Uh, Weston's kind of testing my patience here. Uh, at the end of the day, he is an ideological Republican that I disagree with on probably 70 to 80% of everything he thinks and says. But I don't have to agree with you on a lot of things for me to care uh, or, you know, to make where it shifts my uh, whether I like you or not. There's only a couple of topics where, I, you know, they're kind of deal breakers. And, um, and I think it'll be good for the for the county. Uh, he's he's a really, 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 really good politician who's never been one. And keep in mind, Weston and everybody else around, you're still not one. Right. You're not. He, he's operating as if he is already a part of the establishment. And he's not. Now, he's going to win August 4th. You know, two weeks away, he's going to win, but that doesn't mean that he can should be so involved with everything. Now he's made it clear he doesn't like this, he doesn't want it to happen, and he's being as loud as he can about it, and that's fine. Except for I don't love this this turn here. Um, this survey that I think all first of all surveys are mostly bogus, and I've always thought this way before 2016, but 2016 confirmed it. Polling doesn't mean anything. You're relying on sometimes people's memory and the hopes that people have um, reliable access to information, accurate information, and people who have reasonable thoughts about things. And that's a very, that's a stretch to hope that that's what you're going to find, especially when your sample size is 406 people. This goes back to what I was talking about with the with the just bogus, bogus, bogus uh, radio ratings. I just went out of my way to give bad information. And I'm not thinking that people are going to go out of their way to give bad information for this. But, I mean, almost all polls are push polls. They're conducted by people who want you to believe something. and Or they are tainted polls that are sometimes so broadly asked questions that they can't they cannot be relied upon. Like I mean this is a simplistic example but just something to make uh do you like day or night better? That's not a question that has a substantive answer. I like day better. Okay, 50% of the people said they like it better during the day. What? Huh? What are you even trying to figure out here? And so that newspapers and websites and 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 social media accounts do these take this poll, take this poll. Is Joe Biden a good president? Yes or no? There's a hell of a lot that goes into a conversation like that. It's not a yes or no thing. Almost everything is not a yes or no. Thumbs up, thumbs down. There's complexity and nuance to everything. So surveying and polls have always irritated me, and you can come up with one to back whatever it is, the point you're trying to make for just about everything. So anyway, here's the poll he conducted. Or he, uh, here's another thing. Here's something I'd really like to know. Who's paying for this? Who's paying for this poll? Is this coming from the war chest? If we're talking about spending other people's money, uh, public money, money, is this coming straight out of Womp's checking account? Or, or does the war chest pay for this? That's something no one will ever ask and no one will ever know. Uh, the president of this 
company Spry Strategies. The proposition of the... God, this ink is so bad. Hold on. Oh, the the proposition of a new stadium for the Lookouts, funded by taxpayer dollars, is overwhelmingly opposed by both city and county voters. The opposition crossed important demographics, including gender, ethnicity, and party affiliation. Oh, really? 406. How many people do we have in this county? It's not a half a million, but it's close. You're going to ask 406 people out of 350-plus thousand people and think you're going to get any kind of real data? Just like junk science, there's junk polling. And junk polling gives you junk data. And then you make decisions or try to influence the public with junk data. And it's just, you see where the erosion is here. It says 65% of the voters say it should be put on hold. 34.7% of the voters strongly oppose. 90% of the voters believe Chattanooga has a gang problem. I don't know where that comes from. We have a troubled youth problem. I'm not so sure it's a quote-unquote gang problem. Uh, the Hamilton County General and policy survey conducted 406 interviews with a survey design of 300 live caller landlines and 100 online mobile interviews from July 5th to July 7th. The scientific random poll sampled 22,000 likely county mayoral general election voters who voted in at least one of the last three contested county mayoral, mayoral general election elections. This is something that that uh, Weston started off one of the debates talking about, hey, let's celebrate how it's for the first time in a generation. There's a contested race. The people they're talking to have had to have voted in one of the last three contested county mayoral elections. And there hasn't been a really, truly contested uh, campaign to win that seat in 30 years. Weston, I know that because Weston told me. So who's he talking to? Who the, who's this survey talking to? 65-plus-year-old people. Landlines. Who's got a landline? Do you have a landline? Raise your hand if you have one. I promise you, your hand is not raised unless it's some kind of special circumstance that is out of the ordinary. I'm 42 and a half years old, and I've never had a landline. Maybe when I was at 19, 18 and a half, when I first moved out, I probably did, and I just don't remember. But as a real-ass adult, I never have had one. So I went through the, the survey. I'm not going to you know, give it a whole bunch here. I'm just going to bounce around a little bit where some of this information is coming from and then be done with it and tell you about Rhonda Thurman and be done with the segment. But so voter registration. Uh, these are 18-plus voters of the state of Tennessee. Is there proof of this? How did they figure out, figure out whether they were in two days to survey just the other day? How do they know that these are all actually registered voters? People talk about how they vote, and I was oftentimes like, I bet you don't even know how to register to vote, let alone actually vote. So that's a junk throwaway number because they can just tell you, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, sure. Baseball stadium support strongly support fourteen percent, somewhat support seventeen percent, somewhat oppose twenty three percent. Unsure, 11%. Strongly oppose, 34%. That leaves 65.5% of people who are not against the idea at all, are not sure, or only somewhat maybe not sure opposed. That means two-thirds more people are not strongly opposed, but they don't use that number. Baseball stadium hold. What is this one? Um... 
Oh, the decision that should be put on hold is 65%. Now, that number might be closer to accurate. Again, how the hell are we going to know when only talk to 406 people? Here's a just, this is the, the, the kind of thing I just said, you like it dark or light better. Is Hamlet County on the right or wrong track? Uh, it's on the right track. Uh, I meant, no, maybe it's on the wrong. Uh, wait, I only get two choices? Right track, 36. Wrong track, 24. Unsure, 38. Uh, gang problems, forget that. Um, Chattanooga versus Hamilton County. Who Of these people asked who live in the city, who live in the county, 52% in the city, 47% in the county. Ideology. Vote conservative, 30%. Somewhat conservative, 23%. Moderate, 26 Somewhat liberal, 11 very liberal, eight. So 80% of the people they were talking to and, and polling and surveying are 80% moderate to conservative voters. It's not exactly touching all the bases there. Now, I know you sometimes can only go with what the, uh, you know, the county and the, the district will give you, but here we go. This is fun. Age range, 7%, 18 to 34 which should be some people who would be the most talked to about. 35 to 54 is 21%. 55 to 64 is even less. It's 19%. And guess who is 51% of the 406 people? 65 plus. The elderly make up 55% or 50 whatever, 51% of the measly 400 that were surveyed and supposedly gave accurate well-educated answers to very, very simplistically asked questions. And in the race, 74% white, 14% black. So, again, not very diverse in the questioning or in the surveyor or the surveys, I should say. This quickly from the Times Free Press. This is Coppinger, Coppinger, as Local 3 guy would say. The results of a misleading push poll should not be seen as anything other than a desperate attempt to discredit numerous public meetings and years of hard work that have gone into building something great for the residents of Hamilton County. I wonder what the poll would have shown if respondents had been reminded that not one penny of existing tax dollars will go to fund the stadium and it could catalyze up to $1 billion in new investment in Chattanooga over $200 million of which has already been committed and there's some more numbers they threw around i don't feel like reading those because i'm already running along in the segment so i mean nice try weston and i want to keep a good relationship with with uh with weston womp and um and his sister and any other people that are of young people in in local government i think i am still happy that he will be our next gov uh, governor uh, our next mayor of the county i just kind of wish he just piped down a little bit and enough of this nonsense that it really isn't this is not your business i guess as a, a private citizen it is very much your business sorry i said that terribly wrong but you're approaching it as like you're one of the guys you're one of the club members and you're not you're just a uh a soon to be one of the members with a louder bullhorn all right so on to ronda thurman here real quick this woman if you don't know who she is she's just a loud redneck um, super Christian, uh, all the typical stuff. She was already all these things before the MAGA wave, but it's like just it's it's just fueled her fire, and she's just 
all the people that are going to be responding to this stuff she puts out here is really, really uh, typical stuff. She posted on um, uh, Facebook. It said, Don, I'm assuming that's her husband, and I took the grandchildren to Dollywood July 4th. We stayed after the park closed and watched the fireworks. I was so disappointed with the lack of patriotism that I wrote Dollywood a letter letting them know how, how I felt. This is what I res- sent, and this is what I responded. And she has the, the screenshots, which I printed off. Remember, this was for- the fourth. The patriotism mentioned in the response is something done every day. Flags at the entrance, playing the national anthem, and the flag at the theater. Nothing else was done special for our country's 246th birthday. Still cannot believe no patriotic songs. Not even God bless the USA. And the responses are everything you would expect. Everything your your wild imagination could go um, with people like this don't you know they only are yelling in their own sh- corners they don't have much coming from you know from a dissenting opinion I, I I would say I was the only one on there and I didn't have a dissenting opinion I uh, well I did but I didn't I'll get that in a second I'm not gonna read all these in in full. But it just talks about, it says, my HUD, everything she just said, I did not see any American flags, no patriotic symbols, and either the drone or fireworks displays, no patriotic merchandise being sold, and the biggest shock, no patriotic music. As I think back on that day, I did not see any American flags or patriotic displays anywhere in the park. I did see rainbow-colored tree wraps, rainbow-arranged noodles, whatever that is, hanging in one of the walkways, and Dollywood shirts with rainbow themes being sold. Surely it would not be would not be too much to trouble to show a little pride in America. We stayed for the fire. Da, 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 da. Just shut up, woman. And then they responded with a pretty typical response. Uh, just as we will pass this on to our, uh, what do they call it, entertainment director. Uh, we are very uh, patriotic and love America. We have flag here. We play the national anthem every day. Of course, they're just furious with the answers or responses. And um, so one, I only read one response from somebody else other than me. And it's from Terry Luttrell. No chance any of us know him or her. It says... I haven't liked Dollywood since she changed everything for the blacks. I feel like she's helping them white out, excuse me, wipe out the white history like it never happened. She doesn't stand up for anything except for what the black race wants. That's what this person put. I haven't liked Dollywood since they changed everything for the blacks. And I later responded Quote, just in quotes, she changed everything for the blacks. Her next one was, or he, yes, she did. That's why I don't go back, don't buy any of her music, and if she's in a movie, I won't watch it. All in a big run-on sentence. But the response I put on was, and I, I knew that I was going to be dealing with very creativeless people. There was going to be no unique thoughts in this thread, and it ended up being really long. I read the whole thing. And so I had to do something that would resonate with these dense dullards, right? So I just did the the buzz, and it worked so well, too. Whoever came up with the Karen thing, oh, man, that's just gold. That's just gold because it's such a perfect name. And it could have been any. It could have been a Debbie. It could have ended up being a Debbie. It could have been a, a, a Tiffany, maybe. I'm trying to think of names from the Probably not Tiffany. There's too many cool people named Tiffany. Uh, you get my point. Um, so I just put... Thanks for the update, Karen. Again, no creativity to that at all. 
but I needed the dullest thing because that's what brings the dullards out. Rhonda responds to me, and I, I think she remembers who I am because I used to talk to her on the phone all the time when she would call in and yap in at the old talk station. Brian, always good to hear from the 13% of the liberal loonies who think the country is headed in the right direction. I don't even understand where that even comes from. And maybe they were talking about something like that later on. Then it says from Richard, let's give Stone a tomahawk and put him on the road. Maybe the guy will be a better shot this time. <laughs> I don't know if he thinks, if you don't know the story of Jeff Styles, you're on your own on that. Um, I don't have time to reset it, but I don't know if he thinks I'm the guy who got shot in a road rage incident a few years ago, or if he just knows that I have close connections with Jeff and just thinks that I would likely think the same way as him, which he'd be terribly mistaken, um, and would do that. So I thought that was that was pretty funny. Uh, next one says, and this is gonna, goes back to the simplicity, well, now you know, Brandon. Okay, all right. And then another one, Brian Stone, have you checked the news on Biden this AM in China? I don't even know what the hell that's supposed to mean. But, uh, man, yeah. Karen. Thanks for the update, Karen. <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. All right. A little long here, as always. I'll get out now, and um, I'll go down what I believe Joe Biden should do in the next, um, well, by January of next year anyway. Or maybe, maybe even before. The timing, I, I guess I don't really know. But what I think he should do, I'll tell you now. Members of his party don't want him to run next time. They say he's not mentally or physically competent. How do you feel? You know, it's, uh, it's tough growing old. He's hanging in there, but I, yeah, he's probably not going to make it for another uh, session. All right. Running, I think it's a different story. We'll see there when we get there. Okay. He can do a little bit better. Absolutely. So you have confidence in his leadership? I have confidence in none of our elected <laughs> leaders. We've seen him physically stumble, unfortunately. Uh, create some embarrassing times for him. You know, we, we need leadership right now, Ray. And uh, I think I think the whole world, whatever side you're on, yeah. would agree with that. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Like, I guess it really don't matter at this point. But I, I wouldn't. If I were him, I would. Okay. I know a lot of 80-year-olds that are very competent. I don't think he's competent. But I know that where he's pushing us is not where I want to go. Yeah, I had to hold my nose and go through some Fox News stuff to find some Joe Biden hate. Not that I couldn't find it in other places as well. This is a ver an example of the first song I ever heard from a band to this day still is my favorite song from that band. Uh, many of examples of those from the 90s. And I guess it's just the way the, the song hit me when I first heard it and I never lost the appreciation for the first time I remember it. Pearl Jam Alive, still my favorite song. First song I ever heard was you know, Pearl Jam Alive, but Freedom from um, Rage. And of course, it was their only song that was truly radio capable because it didn't gratuitously cuss through the whole damn thing. Come on! 
which is always something I've disliked about Rage. Like, you can get a, you can get your point across without gratuitously, you know, just F-bombing the whole damn song. Anywho, um, yeah, so I always say in the last few years, you know, uh, you ain't seen nothing yet. You know, get ready. You think it's been crazy so far. You ain't seen nothing yet. And I think that's just going to be the truth potentially for the rest of our lives. And, may- and maybe it's always been that way. Maybe age... And then uh, perspective of, of adult world, you know, the more you become an adult. I've only been, a, as I refer to, as a grown-ass man. I know lots of people say that. But I, when I say that, I mean, you know, a, a well into your ages of being an adult. Not, not a 25-year-old, not even a 27, 28-year-old. I'm talking, you know, getting into your 30s, you know, all, all the, the stuff that comes with midlife is on its way and it creeps up on you and it changes all your perspectives on things, whether it's good or bad. Some people do well with this. Some don't. Most don't do that well with it. That's what I mean by a grown ass adult. And I've only been that way for about two years, like about two or three years, uh, really. But I, I do think it. you ain't seen nothing yet. And. I have always liked Joe Biden. I have known who he is. I might get the year wrong here, but it's going to be close. When Delaware came to the 1AA championship, when they were uh, one of the teams playing in it, I think that was 2006. It could have been further back, further before that, but I I don't remember. Um, But at least circa that time frame. And he came into town to watch the game. And so there was a news that the senator that had been, Joe Biden's been running for president since the 80s. So it's, he's been on political radar for a long time. And 2006 is when I first started voting. And uh, uh, yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. And so polit- politicians are getting more on my radar at that point. I'm 26 years old. I'm just starting to take a little bit of life more seriously. And so, and then it wasn't long after that he was, you know, running with with Barack, and and I I enjoyed those years of my life, and I liked how he was a quirky, gaff prone kind of guy, says kind of wacky stuff sometimes, but compared to what you know politics is now, he was as mild as mild gets. I thought he was cool. I thought he should have ran in 2016, and we'd be right now talking about the end of his eight year run because uh, Donald Trump would not have defeated. Joe Biden in 2016, he would not have. And this decision by the Democrats to, you know, it's her turn was a disastrous decision. Joe Biden's been trying to be president of this country since the 80s. And you think when he finally had the opportunity, when it was sitting right there in front of him on a tee, ready to be hit over the fence and become what he's always wanted to be. You think he just then decided he wanted to take some time off? No. He was told, it was decided as a big group, a bunch of old-ass Democrats decided to say, it is her turn, and the Republicans don't have a good option. She will probably win. Now, without the benefit of hindsight, that probably was a pretty decent strategy that on paper looked like it was probably going to work. The economy was doing very well. Everybody acted like the economy was so good under Trump. It was good under Trump. It was good when he got there. You know how I know this? Because I, just from a stock market uh, viewpoint, I had only been putting money in it since 2010, and it had exploded. So uh, things were going fine once Trump walked into office, For generally speaking. Um, but obviously, we all have hindsight, and we have now watched our political uh, entertainment complex industry turn into this just absolute zoo. 
And it's, yeah, it's just so weird how the twists and turns have gone. Joe Biden is, I still like Joe Biden. I, I absolutely do. He's an elderly old man. We've all know, know this was going to happen. Any of us who were act- actively supporting him knew that this was very likely going to be a possibility. The idea that we could get Trump out with anybody at that point was all most of us were thinking about. And of course, none of us could have possibly in a million years dreamed up this wacky shut the world down because of the flu nonsense. So, I mean, none of us can be blamed for not seeing that crap. And in a lot of ways, not even a lot of ways, almost all the ways, I wish Trump did win in 20. And right now we would be looking at a massive, massive blue, uh, torrential blue wave that would take over everything because everybody would be blaming all this that's happening right now. Maybe not in the same fashion. Uh, Maybe Russia and Ukraine would be a little bit different. But worldwide inflation would be happening no matter who's the president of the United States. This idea that, you know, the, the little dumb asshole stickers that are come from dense dullards, numb nuts. I did that with a picture of Biden. Uh, no, he didn't do that. We did that collectively, globally. France doesn't pay high gas prices because of the president of the United States. Stop. Um, but right now, that would be the wave going the other way because Trump would be, they would be trying to burn down the White House at this point. The crazy liberals, and even the not crazy liberals. I'd probably be one of them, too. Like, this guy is destroying us. And instead, that is now going to the current office holders, fairly or unfairly. It doesn't matter. That's how that works. And he's old as shit, and he can't, it, 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 it's done. He's done. He needs to retire. Not in shame, just retire. It's okay to not run for office again. I actually said this out loud. I'm not making it up. You don't have to believe me if you don't want to. I said I wish he would go out and his his big uh, push would be to say, I like to save the soul of America. This is for the battle of the soul of America. That came first from the, the, the Biden campaign. I like that. And I wish he would have said, listen, I will give you one term to try to just get away from this, this madman, this demagogue, this television character. I will do, be here for one term term and then you can all hit reset and we can have new leadership come out of our party and they can do whatever the hell they want over in the the geopompus and they can do whatever but just let i'll get in here and i'll get this as straightened out as i can and then i'm out well now it's all about oh what about ism and and now it's going to look you know they're just going to make fun of them for being i mean only in this case do we make fun of old people who are cognitively you know, ha- having trouble as they, as they age. We don't make fun, would never make fun of an old person in any other setting. So now, you know, it's a whole different set of circumstances, but he needs to say, this is it. I'm stepping aside. My health is not great. I'm tired, and I've been doing this for 50 years. And I want to get somebody new in the party, whether it be, you know, whether it be Vice President Harris or whoever, I will be behind them. I will continue to lead. I will continue to work to on all our problems. I love America. God bless our troops. God bless America. Say all that dumb shit and just quit. Be done. And it's not quitting. It's retiring. Just retire. You'll be 82 by then, or at least 81. Going on 82, whatever it is. Why is anybody still working at the age of 81, 2, 
79. Quit. Go away. Stop. Why would you put yourself through this madness? This this position, the the daily grind of this. It's gonna it might kill him. I'm not joking. It might kill him. Somehow, Don Trump just doesn't run out of energy. The guy is the same all the time. He's the energizer damn bunny. He doesn't run out of energy. Joe's out of energy. Steve Schmidt. Um, I'll get to see Steve Schmidt's thing here in a second. These are a couple of clips I wanted to play real quick. I don't usually do audio in the final segment. Uh, the Young Turks is what they're called. They're an online um, millennial to maybe a little older than your average millennial millennials types that are all Democrats, not crazy liberals, more liberal than me for sure. But this is an example of somebody who you wouldn't expect to be saying stuff like this. Um, just so pissed off at Joe. I didn't write down what the notes are. It's just two of them real quick. And uh, here you go. How can any Democratic voter look at this sad, pathetic excuse for a leader and think, nailed it? Wakey, wakey, Democratic voters. All of the apologists for corporate Democrats who spend all their days on Twitter shaming anyone who dare question the leadership of these pathetic people in the Democratic Party. Wakey, wakey. This is a lifetime judgeship. It's a federal judge. It's a federal judgeship, which is why the president appoints the individual and the Senate confirms the individual. I don't know if you guys know this, might sound a little crazy. Democrats are in charge in the federal government. Why are we doing favors for turtle man Mitch McConnell? Yeah, so I forget that didn't set that up because I didn't write it down. Uh, he, for some reason, now this is where I really kind of losing it. Joe, what are you doing? Everybody around you, what the f are you doing? They're appointing a federal judge, lifetime appointment, a, a you know, abortion is the worst thing ever, asshole pro lifer. To a, a a federal judge in in Kentucky for some kind of trade off on something I don't even know what it, I never got to the bottom of what it was. What are you doing? You can't get elected and do stuff like this. You can't have gas prices where they are and shut off pipelines. I know they're not connected. It's not anything to do with it. But you can't. That that look doesn't work. Normal people, regular assholes walking around, don't really know anything other than a headline. They're all headliners. Most people's extent of their knowledge and understanding of the way daily life is in the political spectrum are just headlines talking heads at night and the headlines they read they don't really read in-depth comprehensive journalism or even semblances of it these things can't happen and you can and you stay elected what the hell are you doing these lifelong judges i mean the court is that's why now i don't even care at all i don't care at all because the most powerful thing, the most important thing now is done for for the rest of probably the, at least the most portion of my, my good, somewhat youthful life left. The extreme court. The can't be trusted Supreme Court. Abort the court. Abort the Supreme Court is what they had on the big screen behind the uh, rage show the other day, which got me excited and more wanting to go see them. Abort the Supreme Court. And they're putting more federal judges in states that are just going to continue to, uh, what is he doing? What the hell are they doing? Uh, one more here, uh, her just hating on on, on Democrats and, and Joe, and I, I agree with just about everything this woman ever says. Joe Biden would be stupid to run again in 2024. He needs to 
sit his ass down, take his nap. Why do you want to run again in 2024? You're ineffective. You are a failure. You have failed the electorate. You have all these people showing up to vote, canvassing on your behalf, ensuring the two Democrats won the Senate runoff races in Georgia because you said it was so important to have that majority in the Senate. And then you turned around and did nothing for the American people. Sit down, don't run again. It would be a massive mistake. This is not an endorsement of what the Republicans are doing. I am furious that the corporate Democratic Party fear mongers about the right wing and then enables them. They enable them day in, day out. I despise these people. They all need to be primaried. They need to sit down, get the hell out of the way. And let actual leaders do the governing. No, that's not ever going to happen. None of these people are actually leaders. These are television shows. They're actors. They're just uh, they're just playing their parts. Some of them believe a lot of the things they say, but it's more about the headlines. And and you know that's what happens when a reality television star takes over and influences the entire um, the entire system. The entire two party system are now all influenced by a loud madman and that's you know i if you're surprised about that then you're not paying close enough attention to what uh what's been happening over the last four or five years or so so um this is from steve schmidt wrap this up in just a minute he is the uh read something from him the other day he was the campaign manager for john mccain it's uh pretty long and really good actually i as he's he, it's pushing me and pushing me. I might eventually pay for more of his content. I just have trouble putting that into the budget. But uh, this is all about President Biden should seize a moment and announce he will be a one-term president. In an instant, he would transform the political moment, create a profound opportunity to instigate a long-overdue debate about the future of the United States, cripple the energy of the extremist cause, and position himself to become a great president. Uh, let me jump down here. Um, what America craves is an example of selflessness and character. The vast majorities of Americans are, are like a skeptical survivor of a desert crossing where each oasis turned into a mirage that made the suffering and thirst even worse. America wants to see an act of leadership from a president like the wanderer wants a sip of water. The overwhelming probability is that Biden will lose the nomination in a manner that would strip him of credit for his, substan his substantial accomplishments while burdening him with the brutal and exaggerated blame for his mistakes. And let's not fool things here. This is me talking now. There have been many things that have happened in the last couple of years that have been very good for America. To say that Joe Biden's done nothing well is a lie, just as much as saying that Trump didn't do anything well uh, policy-wise and legislation-wise. That would be foolish to say of either of them. Back to uh, two more paragraphs from Steve Schmidt. Should President Biden survive the nomination fight, he would look at the state of the campaigns of Jimmy Carter, Gerald Ford, and George H.W. Bush with deep envy after their survival against Kennedy, Reagan, and Buchanan. His position would be weaker than theirs, and his overall strength profoundly more anemic than Lyndon Johnson in 1968. The consequences of a political, politically neutered president will be his defeat in a general election rematch against the core of the extremist MAGA insurgency, an ongoing conspiracy that has made its disdain for elections crystal clear. There is no hyperbole involved when thinking about 2024 as, quote-unquote, a final election, depending upon the outcome. I wish I could read the—I mean, I can read the whole thing. I'm just—I'm not going to. 
Uh, I think there's a little hyperbole to say that that could be the final election because of the way some of the, well, they're not even rumors. The things that they're, the, the Supreme Court are saying that they might start to allowing. And um, there is reason to be concerned that, you know, the institutionalists and the traditionalists, which we all seem to be a little bit deep down inside, all little institutionalized, all little traditionalist, uh, that's going away faster and faster and faster. And a lot of things in politics are not done or have always been done a certain way that are not actually written rules. They're just out of traditions. And all that's gone. You can forget and wave goodbye to every bit of that. And to be surprised if this were to get more extreme because of the power of this theocracy-backed, um, uh, ideological-infused court, there's nothing to be surprised about from the, the, the extreme a little here, a little more extreme here, a little more extreme here. This is an experiment. The United States of America is an experiment. And it's not guaranteed to continue working long term. So it's a little hyperbole to be sure about this being potentially the final actual free election. But I wouldn't stop being concerned about it. That's just my thoughts. And that's it. Uh, let the, the, I guess that's pretty much it. I've gone long again, as always. Thank you so much for being here. We'll do it again uh, next week. I think I got, I think I covered everything, at least, sort of. Anyway, see you later. Bye.